Thanks so much for listening. Before I get into the episode, I wanted to thank today's podcast sponsor, which is Coda Luna and their baby keepsake castle. I personally just put all of my baby's memorabilia into these little keepsake castle boxes and they are so adorable functional. And if you really love organization, then you're really going to love this keepsake box. So not only is it a keepsake box, but it also includes a baby book and it has space for capturing all of the milestones of your baby's early years. And then the keepsake box itself stores all of the memorabilia that you want to keep. So baby's first socks and pacifier and the little hat that they wore when they came home from the hospital. So this keepsake castle with the baby memory book is more than just an organizational product. It's a gateway to preserving the remarkable journey of new parenthood. So take a moment to visit keepsakecastle.com today and embark on creating a lasting legacy of love and nostalgia. Thank you so much for listening to the show today. In today's episode, we are discussing baby sleep and that it is a skill. Our guest is Sierra Dante, who's an experienced pediatric sleep consultant known for her simple, loving, and effective method and her belief that sleep is supposed to be easy. Sierra has helped over a thousand families make sleep easy for their newborns, babies, and school-aged children with a 100% success rate. I hope you enjoy the episode. Hey, Sierra, how are you? I'm doing great today, Amanda. How about you? I'm good. Thank you. Thanks for taking the time to talk to me today. Of course. Yeah, this is a topic that I am, I feel very strongly about. Yes. Well, before we get into the topic, would you mind just giving listeners a little bit of background about you? Absolutely. So my name is Sierra Dante, and I'm the founder of Sweet Sleep. And I am a mom on a mission, is often how I put it, to normalize good sleep, because I had no idea about how good babies could sleep before I had kids, or even at the beginning with my first. I really struggled a lot. And so I am a certified pediatric sleep consultant, and I've helped over a thousand families make sleep easy, which believe it or not, is a thing. Uh, I've actually never met a child or a baby, whether they're two months old or 12 years old, who didn't love sleep as soon as they knew how to do it. Mm, I love that so much. Um, well, thank you for the work that you do. And thanks for that introduction. My pleasure. So today we're going to be talking about a little expanding on a little bit of what you just said, but um, specifically we're going to be talking about the fact that sleep is a skill. So I would love for you to just talk about what you have learned as a pediatric sleep consultant and even in your own journey with your own kids. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. So uh, I came into motherhood as a very excited and eager mother. Uh, I was so happy when I found out I was pregnant with my first baby that I was bike commuting to work that day and my teeth got cold because I couldn't stop smiling. <laughs> I was so eager and so excited to be a mom. I always uh, had wanted to be a mom. I figured I'd have kids at some point. And so I was head over heels in love. I, I just knew that everything was going to be perfect because I already loved my unborn baby so much. Fast forward a few months, everything was perfect. He was healthy. He was handsome. Uh, really, things couldn't be better, except that I wasn't getting any sleep and neither was he. 
And uh, by the time he was five months old, dad was sleeping in another room. I was attempting to co-sleep unsuccessfully. Neither of us were sleeping anymore, whether he was in a crib in his own room or in my room, in my bed, in a bassinet. It didn't seem to matter. I could not crack the code. It, it really felt like I, I was hitting my head against the wall. Just come on. I know there are babies that sleep. Why doesn't mine? He's topped up with all the love and nutrition he could ever need. What am I missing? I really... I felt so frustrated about it. I, I, I complained to every parent at playgroup. I talked to every grandmother at the library and uh, I, I took out a ton of books and I read blogs and I was in research mode. And fortunately I was on mat leave and I had, uh, I had the ability to truly focus on it, but it was so frustrating. I really, I really didn't get it. And then I became pregnant with my second child and I had the, the pressure was on because I didn't think I was going to survive having two babies who didn't sleep. Uh, it, was, it was actually a fairly scary time, <laughs> honestly, even though I was thrilled about having another baby. I, I already had a baby who didn't sleep and it was very, uh, very scary. So I contacted a sleep consultant and at the time it was not really much of a, a field. This was 10 years ago now. And um, I, I, I just kind of poured my heart out to her. I cried on this free 15 minute phone call that I had with her. And she said, you're doing everything right. Just try this, this, and this. And so I did. And three nights later, my baby was sleeping. And I mean, I had I felt like I'd already tried everything, but it was the combination of timing and, and response and how I was responding to him uh, that really, really was the breakthrough. And I don't think I could have come up with it on my own. I didn't have the perspective. Um, and so, uh, you know, now, we can fast forward a few more years, I've gone on to have my second and my third babies, and I now understand how sleep works, and I've been able to help my children learn to sleep well from the start. I'm not saying I've never had a bad night. Bad nights happen, right? That's life. That's that's humanity. That's whatever. It's, it's reality. But um, yeah, my, my third baby slept through the night from eight weeks. On average, she still woke up for a feed if she wanted one. Um, and my second was sleeping through by three months. Again, on average, just most of the time. And by sleeping through, I mean 12 hours. They were healthy, exclusively breastfed. It was just they, they, they wanted to take the sleep once they knew how to do it. And this is something I now help families do. And I couldn't be happier about it. But I am, I struggle with the fact that it's such uncommon sense that uh, these days, this knowledge of baby sleep and how babies learn to sleep. Yes. Thanks for sharing your own experience. I had a very similar experience with my first and consulted a sleep consultant um, when I was just at my wit's end. And I love how you put it of you couldn't have figured that out because you didn't have the perspective. You were so in it. And I felt so similarly. I read a ton of books. I did a lot of research. Also, we were both really sleep deprived in that time. So your brain doesn't work completely. And so, but that, what you said about that perspective, like getting someone to just listen, take in, okay, what are you doing? And then they can acknowledge what you're doing right. And then it's not what you're doing wrong. It's just the little things that you might be missing. And I just, I, I really appreciate your story. And I feel like that's going to resonate with a lot of families. Um, and before we talk about specifically sleep being a skill and your perspective on that, um, just wanted to, you know, kind of give a, not a disclaimer, that's such a formal word, but I always, and we talked about this before, but like, 
I always say, you know, don't fix it if it's not broken. Like if, if you are co-sleeping with your baby and they're waking up two or three times a night and it's, it works for you and you feel rested enough to function, like this is not a conversation to say like, you must have a child that sleeps 12 hours through the night or that you, you know, there is no one size fits all. And if you are listening to Sierra's story, if you have heard previous stories from me and other guests about struggling with, with not having enough sleep to function well and be there and be the parent that your child deserves, please, this episode is for you. Please listen about how sleep can be a skill and how you can hone that skill for yourself, for your baby, and that you all can function a little bit better because you get more sleep. Very well put. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. So let's talk about sleep being a skill. Okay. Yeah. So this is something that I had no idea about. And as I just said about my own family, you know, with my baby sleeping through the night, as I said, at those ages, that was not my goal. My goal was to just get a little more sleep, (laughs) right? My goal was just to get a little more sleep, but as an outcome, they chose to take more sleep. And if my babies at that age woke up, I absolutely still would have fed them in the night. So that's my little little piece about that. But sleep absolutely is a skill. And it's a skill that newborns learn. Humans learn to sleep the first time. They learn to sleep when they are newborns. It's the first time that they learn to sleep, just like it's the first time they learn to eat. They learn to breast or bottle feed as newborns. And it's I also believe it's when they learn to love. It's when they first begin to reciprocate, they make that eye contact, um, maybe not right at the beginning, but certainly when you first start to get those smiles, when they have those smiles of recognition to your voice or to your, to your smile or your face, um, you know, they're learning how to love. And I believe that these are skills, these are, these are some of the most important skills that humans learn. In fact, when we have good sleep, good love and good nutrition, we really can thrive as a family. And so uh, the fact that those other skills are learned during, well, babies are newborns, I was not surprised at all to learn that this is when babies first learn to sleep as well. Um, Sleep is not developmental. It's not a milestone that we have to wait for our babies to achieve. It's something that you, um, we can help them learn, right? We can help them learn it. And in fact, the best time to help them learn it is when they are very young, when they're newborns. And of course, sometimes there are other situations. There's other circumstances that prevent us from prioritizing sleep when we have newborns. If there were some health issues, certainly there's other things that might um, uh, become more of a priority than sleep. And that's fine because there's always a backup option. Uh, you know, there's always, uh, children can learn to sleep or learn to have their sleep improved at any age. I work with kids up to 13 years old who still don't sleep through the night or stay sleep in their own beds or like their beds or like their rooms or um, who, aren't, who wake up in the night to get a parent to come to them or to get into their parents' bed, whatever the case may be. Um, but So it's never too late to help your child sleep better. But the easiest time to introduce the concept of sleep and falling asleep and finding your own way into sleep is when you have a newborn. And one thing that I say that's a little controversial because it comes out sounding stronger than I mean it to is is that all parents sleep train their babies. Now, and I mean that just simply in the sense that whatever we do is what our babies learn. So if, if we always rock and feed to sleep, then our babies believe that's how sleep works. And if we help them occasionally fall asleep in their beds, then they can learn that that's how sleep works. They really learn whatever we do, right? And sleep is is not something we have to teach them. It's not that they can't learn to do it on their own. 
but think about other skills that we help our babies learn. So things like breast and bottle feeding. That's something that you, as a new mom, it feels like you're learning it right along with your baby, but your baby's never done it before when they first arrive into the world. Or when your six-month-old or five-month-old learns how to eat solid food, or when your one-year-old learns to walk, or your, you know, your four-year-old learns to tie their shoes. These are skills that they can learn independently. But when was the last time you heard of someone saying to their six-month-old, here's an apple, I'll be in the other room, learn to eat, right? Nobody does that. Or watch out for the fireplace, I'm going to go mow the lawn while you learn to walk, (laughs) right? Nobody does that. Nobody does that. Because that is kind of the equivalent of cry it out, in my opinion. That's like, here's your bed, tough luck, you're on your own, I'll see you once you figured it out. Honestly, not that many parents take that kind of approach. And that's because our babies learn more effectively when we help them. Okay, so that really is my approach to sleep, that we can help them learn how to uh, to learn more effectively, more efficiently. And then there's less confusion involved for the parent and the child. And, and I look at that as really my, my underlying um, job description is I reduce confusion <laughs> for parents <laughs> when, it, when it comes to sleep primarily. I appreciate what you said about all babies are sleep trained. I appreciate it for two reasons because I agree with you. We are we're conditioning our kids for whatever. You know what I mean? We're invi- we're saying like, hey, this is our home. Welcome. This is what we do here, and they're just gonna pick up on that. Um, but I also like it because that term sleep training um, can be controversial in and of its self it can has a lot of misinformation associated with it as well and so um i like to look at sleep training as the most basic you know definition which i think i like your definition now as the most basic um i i also used to talk about um like sleep shaping i started using that phrase um i didn't invent it um i think i i don't know who i heard it from so i can't attribute correctly but i used to use that phrase just because sleep training was so loaded and i talked specifically about sleep training before a baby was like four months old because babies before they're four months old often need to be fed at least once in the middle of the night it depends on the child of course each baby is different and and this is where i wanted to talk about the idea of um of being proactive versus looking at your situation as just being lucky because some parents feel like I am just lucky. My baby started sleeping through the night for 12 hours at eight weeks. That can happen. I have heard it without, without parents necessarily doing anything. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean to your point that like sleep is some milestone that some babies are going to achieve uh, earlier or later than others. So can you talk about this idea of being proactive and it's not just about luck? Absolutely. Absolutely. So every mom can be a lucky mom when it comes to sleep, really. So two-month-olds commonly sleep really well. Not all, but I would say, gosh, more than 50% of the families that come to me with babies, say between six and 12 months, will tell me that despite the fact that sleep is horrible currently, their baby was slept actually quite well, only woke once in the night when they were two months old. I hear that more than 50% of the time, more than 50% of the families that come to me will say things like that. So that tells me so much already, because that has been my experience as well. At two months, my first was sleeping okay. I think it was, he was up probably two or three times in the night. And then it really picked up at the, you know, the three, four, five month area or range. Now there's also the the four month sleep regression, like dun, 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 (laughs) right? That everybody talks about sleep regressions. And 
the fact is that sleep regressions are our baby's way of communicating with us, which all their behavior is. Behavior is communication. I, I really, I see this in, in my older children and in babies as well. Behavior is communication. And so when we start having things like difficult bedtimes or frequent night wake-ups that are increasing from what they used to be, uh, super crazy early mornings, uh, non-existent or super short naps or difficult naps, these are signs that what we're doing with sleep is no longer working. And this is because Babies outgrow being put to sleep by a parent, okay? No one outgrows falling asleep for themselves. So if you look at your newborn, your newborn is coming into the world just ready to learn whatever it is that they need to learn, whatever their parents are going to show them. That's what they're going to learn. And so they maybe they learn, and this is very common, it's normal and healthy to rock your baby to sleep, to feed your baby to sleep, to hold your baby to sleep when you have a newborn. These things are really helpful tools, along with pacifiers and swaddling. These are your newborn tools, and they are so helpful, so effective when you have a newborn. However, babies outgrow being newborns, and they outgrow those newborn tools. And so this is why so often uh, our babies get to the point where those tools are no longer working and we get signs of sleep regression, okay? And this is really just a sign your baby's outgrown how you're putting them to sleep. Sleep is supposed to be easy. It is so fundamental to our well-being, right? And this, this might even trigger a few people. I'm not saying this to belittle anyone's experience of sleep deprivation. It is frustrating and I've been there and I know how it feels, right? When you feel lost when it comes to your child's sleep but we can help our babies get better at it. Well, I really appreciate you just talking about this and your approach to baby sleep. And um, I know that there's going to be some parents on here that are very intrigued and like, okay, how do I, how do I do this? How do I start um, teaching, learning the skill myself and teaching it to my child or learning how to teach the skill to my child. So how can parents get in touch with you if they are interested in working with you or following you on social media because you put so much great information out into the world? Great. Yes. So I would love to hear from anyone who is struggling with sleep or has questions about sleep. And you can find me at my website, which is sweetsleepconsulting.com. And then I'm also at Sweet Sleep Consulting on Instagram uh, and on Facebook as well. Um, I also have a, a cheat sheet, which I've written up for parents who are just you know, there's the components of sleep really are helping your child get clear, giving them that clarity around what you want them to do and what they're capable of doing. And then it's also about optimizing their timing. And when we when we put those things together, that's where you can really crack the code, as I said earlier. And so this cheat sheet that I've put together is about giving parents the the ranges of timing for their babies, depending on number of naps, night feeds, you know, kind of just goals to aim for. And for this is, it really is about, helping you figure this out yourself so you can be your baby's sleep expert. And uh, this cheat sheet, I'm making it available for free to anyone who'd like to at sweetsleepconsulting.com slash podcast. Thank you so much. I'm going to link to that uh, in the show notes and exactly how to get in touch with you, your website, Instagram, Facebook, um, and everybody that's listening to this, go download that cheat sheet right now. Like this is what I lived by. I wasn't your cheat sheet because I didn't just meet you until uh, recently, but when I was a, a mom with newborns and in the thick of it, I lived by my cheat sheet that I found like on Pinterest with exactly what you just described. So um, I could not recommend 
everyone downloading this anymore. So go, go ahead and go do that right now. Uh, whenever you're done driving or walking or whatever you're doing, listening to this podcast episode. So thank you so much, Sierra, for your information and sharing it with us today. And I've just loved this conversation. Well, thank you so much. It's something I feel very passionate about and I'm happy to talk about it at any time. So thank you so much for helping me get the word out. Thank you so much for listening to the show today. If you liked the episode and would like to hear more, please follow Finding Your Village wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also, I have a brand new website that not only includes past podcast episodes, but also features the birthing from within birth preparation classes that I'm now teaching online. Please check out the site at www.findingyourvillage.com and feel free to connect with me via Instagram at finding your village. Thank you so much and stay safe, healthy, and connected.